Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Freeman Means Business Wonder Women in Business podcast. Everyone has a story, and on our podcast, we give a voice to those women whose story is meaningful, moving, and compelling. We share their stories with the world so that in their shining, they give permission to you to shine as well. I'm super excited to have Michelle Lederman on my show today. Michelle is a virtual friend and has been for a little over a year. Um, Michelle, thank you so much for being here. I'm so happy to be back. Awesome. Awesome. You're such a dynamo. There are several women in my network who are worthy of a podcast, more than one podcast, and you are one of those women. You, you're just moving and shaking and doing so much and producing books and connecting people with one another, and so I thought the world needs to hear more from Michelle. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, if I were to describe myself, I would say I'm a world-traveling, animal-loving adrenaline junkie that doesn't know how to ride a bike. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I've jumped out of planes. I've gone scuba diving, swam with sharks. I have done all these things, but on a two-wheel bike, I am like white-knuckled. I'm very bad. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get this girl a Peloton. <laughs> a little shout-out for a stationary bike. <laughs> well, that's awesome. You are courageous. I, I follow you on social. I see all the great things that you're doing. I have purchased some of your books even before I knew who you were. Um, I love all the energy you bring to the at atmosphere out there and the Twitter sphere and the all, all the social media. You also are a leader in this group that we both belong to. And I see how you motivate and inspire others. It's really, really meaningful. And I'm super, super glad to have you in my network. Um, oh, that's tell sweet. us what you do professionally. I know I, I give, that's kind of part of who I am and what I do is I don't always answer that question of tell me about yourself or what do you do with that professional answer? Um, because I really teach this concept called relationship networking or how to be a connector. And that's the kind of foundation of my work. My first book was The 11 Laws of Likeability, which is about that relationship networking concept, that shift in how we think about those conversations. And my latest book is called The Connector's Advantage, and it kind of builds off of those concepts. And um, it's the idea that we get our results faster, easier, and better with and through other people. And so how do we think and act like a connector? And what are those mindsets that we need to infuse into our our conversations into our thinking into our every day um, to you know create those results and create that connection um, which we did right right <laughs> uh, even though we did that and yeah. we are connected you you are a name I know you're a person I respond to um, and, and that's that's really what I'm about so um, the you know the reason I answered the question that way was because that's what I want people to do we don't connect on what's your job we connect right. on what's your experience? What are your values? What are your passions? What are your next vacation plans? Um, and, you know, we, we really connect on those levels. And so I love to share those levels because somebody out there is thinking, I don't know how to ride a bike either. Um, and you now <laughs> feel a little bit more connected to me. <laughs> You're not alone out there. Um, I, I didn't learn. Say, let me say something right there, Michelle, about that. Um, the beauty of this podcast and why you so fit beautifully on the podcast is because I too am a firm believer about authenticity. It's about who you are, not what you do. So you live that. And I love that about you. 
Yes. But what I actually do um, is what I was just explaining. I try to get that out into the world in a lot of different ways. So my company, Executive Essentials, does uh, training and coaching on all the soft skills that are really hard. Um, and we do it across industry and across geography, um, which is how I built that really broad network. Um, we, um, we provide that within the company. And then I myself will go out and do keynotes and private coaching and write books um, and get that, get that work out there. Because I think it really makes a difference. Everything that you're saying, I just think it makes that connection, it makes us happier, it makes us healthier, and it damn sure makes us more successful. <laughs> I love it. I love a, a classy woman who curses. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So you, uh, your books were very meaningful and helpful to me. Um, I have quoted you a few times, and I think that both are worth the purchase and more. Um, Thank you. I'm trying to get to 100 reviews on Amazon, so honest reviews, welcome and appreciate it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, we'll put that in the blog that we write about this and encourage people to get active. Um, well, let me ask you, what do you do when you're not busy connecting with other people or working? I know you have children. I know you're a do-it-all person. Um, tell us a little more about that. I, um, I have two boys. My oldest just turned 14 and my baby's 12 and a half. Um, and you know, I, I have been without uh, my sitter for the last few months because she's on maternity. So I've been driving a lot. <laughs> I've just been uh, an expert <laughs> yes. chauffeur. Um, I have two rescue dogs. So um, it is a full house and um, we love to travel and see the world. My kids have been to 20 countries already. Wow. And um, for my, my youngest's bar mitzvah this summer, instead of a big party, we are taking a three-week trip to Africa. So I love it. <laughs> that is so meaningful. You know, um, global travel is the, is the best way to combat bias and bigotry. And I just think it's beautiful to teach your children what it is to have an open mind and a global worldview. Um, that's just fantastic. I wow, love that. Lucky boys. You know, it, it's, I, I love what you just said, because I do think it gives us perspective to see um, other countries, other um, habits and lifestyles and values. And it was really interesting. You know, we've been traveling, they've had passports since they're six months old. And we went to Panama a few years back. And they were a little younger. And, you know, there's a lot of different um, socioeconomic levels in Panama. And we went through some areas that were very... Um, you know, dilapidated and, and my son turns to me, he goes, why are they poor? And it was such an innocent question. Right. Right. <laughs> um, that, you know, it, it took, a, it was a really interesting conversation because of the depth of, you know, well, why does somebody, as if they chose it, um, right. you know, what, what was, what was the cause of it? And so it was just really, um, you don't realize what just that exposure can do to shift our thinking. So I really do value that travel and, and love it. <laughs> I, I've learned so much more from global travel than I ever did in all my schooling. And I loved school. Um, but I will tell you, that's a life's lesson, a moment right there for learning. Um, what a beautiful, powerful question. You know, better, uh, I'm sure your answer connected you to your child in a meaningful way. So I think that's amazing. Uh, learning through travel and ex experiential learning, you know, hands-on, how others live. How yeah. They, and, you know, teaching them sometimes that lifestyle is not a choice. And here's 
you know, why, um, at least from your perspective. Well, yeah. It sounds like you've done a lot professionally and personally. I know that you're quite a robust um, connector, which, you know, you're walking the walk. Tell us <laughs> what you're, um, I know that you've got a lot of proud accomplishments, you know, professionally and personally, but is there something in particular you'd like to highlight or talk about? Well, there was this one cool moment and um, I got this email from somebody I had connected with and, um, you know, I don't know, I don't think I've still ever met him in person, but we've been connected for a long time at this point. And the email just said, I put you in this. And I didn't know what that meant. And I had so many emails and I hadn't like clicked the link and looked into it. And it might've been a week before I actually did. And I finally looked at the link and it was um, the Forbes list of the top 25 networking experts. Oh, wow, how nice. And I thought, Great oh my God. You know, I made a list and a good list and <laughs> <laughs> not the naughty list. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we, and as a lot of the women out there are going to relate to this. I had this moment, this, this almost first I was like, oh, this is so cool. And then I had the next moment of the panic, the, the fraud factor, the, oh my God, I don't deserve. I looked at the other 24 people on the list and I was like, oh my God, I don't belong on this list. Syndrome. All of that stuff. I'm like, I don't deserve this. And and I, I, I revealed those moments of, of fear and reaction to my husband. And he looked at me, he goes, um, the fact that you're on it, the fact that you built this, these relationships and that you were thought of is by itself proof that you belong there. And I was just yeah, like, exactly. I was like oh. Okay. You know what's so beautiful <laughs> about that? Um, first of all, you authentically connect others and lift others and help others. But this this person who recommended you, referred you, or put you on the list, um, he saw that about you. And when someone else aligns their own reputation with yours uh, through a client testimonial or a referral, that is so powerful. That's amazing. And I'll, I'll second your husband. You totally belong on that list. <laughs> Thank you. It was, it was um, a really great honor, um, but it was also that great experience that, as I said, I think a lot of people out there listening will relate to those moments that we have where we say, I don't, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. I'm the Wayne's World reference for those listening. If you can't go to YouTube. Um, <laughs> I remember. I'm like, I'm dating myself back into the 80s or 90s. I don't know what Wayne's World was, but. Dating me too. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, and, and sometimes it's okay for somebody else needs, needing to reassure us. And sometimes we find that reassurance in ourselves. And um, it, just because we have that moment doesn't mean that we're not worthy. It just means that, you know what, we sometimes just need that little self-evaluation. Um, and then it helps us internalize and recognize and then own it. And now I own it and it's up there on my website, Forbes Top 25 Networking Expert, you know? <laughs> That's awesome. You should own it. And you wear it beautifully. You, you, you do walk the walk. Um, has anyone ever mentored you or sponsored you? And, you know, it, would you like to give a shout out to that person? And, and how? How did they? You know, it's interesting. I talk a lot about mentorship and how important mentors are to your success. You're 70% more likely to get a promotion if you have an active mentor relationship. And so you know, I tell stories about mentors and um, mentor moments. So I was sharing, and I don't 
like to share the, the guy's name. He's very uh, successful. He's a CEO of multiple IPO'd companies. And I was introduced to him probably uh, 15 years ago at this point because I was pregnant with my first child when I met him. And one of the things he said to me was, life is less fun with kids. It's more meaningful, but it's less fun. And I looked at him with my jaw on the ground, like, really, you're saying that to me? I'm like, about to pop. <laughs> um, but, you know, over the years, you know, we've had this kind of professional slash personal relationship. Um, we've helped each other a little bit professionally, if I could help him at all. Um, and we just enjoyed each other. So once a year, we'd get together, we'd go to a bar, we'd have a drink, we'd go for a walk, something like that. And, you know, maybe seven, eight, 10 years into the relationship, we're at a bar and I say, and we're chatting. And every time I'm with him, there's some piece of advice that is so valuable. And I look at him and I'm like, John, you know, you're my mentor, don't you? And he just laughed and took a sip of his drink. That is so nice. It's great that you get together each year. That's so fantastic. Most of the people who tell mentor stories talk about someone in their past they haven't seen or talked to in a while. So I love that you keep in touch. Yeah, and actually, we've been emailing trying to get in touch because we usually we do it around the holidays and we miss the holidays this year. Um, he actually invites me to his New Year's party, which is so cool. I made that list too. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Oh, that's funny. I want to be on that list. <laughs> that's um, fun. What I would say to everyone out there listening and, and hearing these mentor stories from your podcast is that you already have mentors and they don't have to be formal, but telling somebody that you admire them, that you emulate them, that you learn from them, um, that helps solidify that and, yeah. and reinforces it. So go do that. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I here here on that. So, um, so many times the person who's the mentor doesn't know it. And I think it makes that person feel good and do more. Um, if they know that you see them as a mentor. So here, here. Yeah, definitely go tell people if they have shaped you, helped you, you know, with your courage factor and all that good stuff. Um, well, you know, speaking of that, helping people and lifting others and, um, you know, how do you think we can, as women, support other women in business? Oh, I love that question. Um, God, there's so many thoughts. You know, I think really <laughs> part of it's the mindset. So, as I mentioned, my latest book is called Connectors Advantage, and I talk about seven mindsets to grow your influence and impact. And one of the mindsets is abundance. And I think that's a really important mindset for women. Often we come from this place of scarcity. Yeah. And I go back to my early days in finance where there was no women partners and there was one women woman senior manager. And the scarce thinking was that there's only room for one woman at the top. And it was really much like you or me, and it's going to be me. And yeah. so there wasn't a lot of women supporting women. But when we can have a mindset of abundance, then we can not think, oh, there's only room for one at the top. It's like, well, how do we all get there? And I literally just came from a lunch with another woman who's the head of a business that is very similar to mine. And we sat there and talked about like everyone can win and there's enough work to go around and we're not competitors. How can we play in the sandbox together? And, that. and, and that's what it's about is, is that mindset of, I don't have com competition. I have collaborators. Yeah. I have strategic partners. Right. And, and I have to say, you're amazing that you, you walk that walk. And I know her folks, she does. 
Um, but when I'm working with people and I'm helping other women, I do talk about, you know, competition is the name of the game in sports, but in business, it's collaboration. And instead of clawing each other to get one of that one or two spots at the top, we need to claw the operating system, change the landscape so that there are more spots at the top. So I, I'm totally aligned with what you just said. I love that you said it. Can more of that be found in your recent book? Yeah, actually, there's a whole chapter on abundance. Awesome. <laughs> I love my, Yeah, within my book, I talk about, um, I, I give mindset missions. So it's how do I take this from inside the book to outside the book? I also talk about... Um, so one of the things I did with the book is I actually curated my own connections and I have about 30 experts contributing to the book. And one of which was um, this woman who did a Ted talk on unconscious bias. And so, um, so the methodology she used to help us recognize and make our bias conscious rather than unconscious, right? Because if we can bring awareness, yeah. to bias, then we can address it. Um, right. That's also included in the book. So. Very nice. I'd love to meet her. That's what I teach on. And I traveled the country talking about that um, gender-based communication and how it contributes or combats that. So I can't wait. Um, I did buy your more recent book and I need to now read it. I am finishing bias right now, but then I'll head on over to your more recent book. I had your um, first book and I've read it through and through more than once. It's wonderful. What has been a challenge perhaps or a setback and how did you overcome it, Michelle? You know, it's funny. People have often asked me on shows, your greatest failure and things like that. And I always say like, I don't think of things that way. Um, I think every day can have challenges or not have challenges and it's about your perception. Um, but I have a saying and, and you know, um, I know you were supposed to send you probably sent me these in advance and I didn't know and didn't look at them. And I said, that's okay. I'll just wing it. I'll see what comes to my mind. Um, and, and as I look at this question, I think of what comes to my mind is, you know, when my child was born and, um, and he wasn't development, developing like the other children. And that's probably the biggest challenge I've ever had. And um, the way I overcame it was again, mindset. And I have a, a phrase that anyone out there can borrow. Just mention me when you say it. Um, it's called optimistic reality. And what that meant for me at that time, and it can mean anything for you, right? So you take whatever your setback is and what is an optimistic reality? And then you can work from there. So my optimistic reality for a child who didn't understand, um, he didn't have any receptive language. There was no, what does the cow say, moo? There was no, even he didn't turn to his name. There was nothing. Um, so we didn't know if he understood us. We didn't know if he would ever speak. Um, we had a lot of, of developmental uh, delays. He's great now, just, you know, in case you were wondering. I was going to ask you that. Yeah. Um, he just turned 14. He's in all honors classes. It's amazing. And he doesn't shut up. Wow. Um, he's <laughs> me. Um, but at the time, um, you know, he, he really had a lot of issues and there was tantrums and, you know, hitting his head on the wall. And it, it was just, there was a lot going on. We had about 45 hours a week of therapy for this kid. So my optimistic reality sounded like this. I know he's going to be fine. I know he will be a productive member of society. I know he's going to need a lot of help right now to get him there. So let's get to work. Awesome. I love so it. So it was reality. I was doing everything that needed to be done, but I believed to my core that we would get where we needed to be, and we did. 
Yeah. And believing is the most powerful um, factor, I believe, I think. Um, <clears throat> that's amazing. So I'm so glad my next question was going to be, how is he today? So I'm glad you said that. Um, <laughs> tell us something surprising. We may not know. Even the people who know you, maybe, maybe they don't know this about you. Well, I already revealed that I don't know how to ride a bike. You want more? Uh <laughs> <laughs> I would believe that's the only thing you don't know how to do because I see you as a do-it-all woman, a get her uh, done. I mean, I am really an open book. If you want to um, know a little bit about me, um, I have this uh, album on my professional Facebook page called Me and the Animals, and you will see me with a sloth with um a with um, a siberian tiger bottle feeding it um getting kissed by a fox i love animals to the extreme that's um, wonderful and uh, i'm actually looking right now to um volunteer for an organization maybe be on the board of an organization um that is both maybe something related to animals or kids or education or a combination of the three. And I, I found one and we're in conversations, but um, if you have any great organizations that you want to recommend for me, um, I look forward to hearing about them. Absolutely. I would love to. So my son worked for five years at the San Francisco zoo and they are a, a zoo that heals and releases. They're, you know, they're not, um, they're the good zoo. So uh, I'll ask him what organizations he might recommend. So you are so fascinating. I, I think that um, a lot of what you shared here today were surprising facts that most people, most people don't get to travel globally as much as you. And I'm so impressed that you bring your children. That's fantastic. Your mentor was probably right in saying that um, not that life isn't more fun with kids, but it is more challenging. You have, you, you worry more, you're, you know, have a little more fear than you might have before, but it's worth it for sure. It is definitely more meaningful. And I love your stories um, about how they had passports at six months old. That's amazing. So if people want to reach you, Michelle, how do they do that? Well, I hope that they do. And the best place um, to start is usually my website, which is Michelle uh, with two L's, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, -L -L -E, Tillis, T-I-L-L-I-S, Letterman, L-E-D-E-R-M-A-N.com. And it sounds like David Letterman, but we spell it with a D. And from there, you can get to my professional Facebook page. Don't give me the friend page. It's, it's a professional page. Um, LinkedIn is my favorite place. Um, I'm there probably more than I am on any other site. There's my Twitter. There's the Instagram. I've got a blog. I've got YouTube. Um, it, you know, there's lots of places to find me, but that's a great hub. Honestly, folks, I think Michelle Letterman with a D is better known than David Letterman. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't say that. I would, I would. So thank you so much for all you do to connect people to want with one another. I know that you're um, readily available to answer questions. If people want to buy your book, I'll put that in the blog as well, a, a link to buy your books. And um, if there's any, and I also give away a bunch of things. Um, so if they go to my website and they put in slash gift pack, um, there is a bunch of giveaways, including a chapter to each of the two books we've been talking about, um, a video series. There's a bunch of good freebies. That is so awesome. That is so great. So a little bit of Michelle in your life. <laughs> It'll make you want more for sure, folks. I know that. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us today. And thank you for listening, everyone. Have a great day.